Hello friends and welcome to the show. In this bite-sized episode, we get into the nitty-gritty of how you can dramatically improve the customer experience in your contact center. Think for a minute about the last time you as a customer had a bad experience with a service provider, when something didn't happen the way you expected or the way it was promised. You probably did exactly what I would have done and you got in touch with them. This is called failure demand. Any interaction that resulted from a people, process or system breakdown or even suboptimal service design when change is being delivered. It comes in many shapes and sizes, but one thing is constant. It is unnecessary effort for your customers and as a result, a huge drain on the capacity in your contact center. So grab a pen and some paper as we break it down for you. Enjoy the show. This is how you get to, you get to make this come to life. So you talked about before, grab some people off the, the the, off the floor that are interacting with the customers. Yeah. Get some people that have got a voice and happy to share with, with you what's going on and just ask them, what are the, what, what, what are the, it doesn't even have to be top 10, just just grab a, a deck of post-it notes and get them to start writing down all the reasons customers call where, where they think it's related to, to failure. So do a bit of work explaining value and failure with them. Play this podcast to them, that might help. Um, <laughs> cut, to the, cut to the good bits. <laughs> Fast forward to the good bits. And then get them to start writing them down. Put them up on a wall. You'll have some themes. You can do it individually. Do it as a, do it as a group, whatever works for you. But spend some time doing that and then you'll come up with your, your themes and you just get them to prioritize. Which ones of these are the, are the most? Come up with your top three, I would recommend. You could have 10. Um, but but kind of hone your focus in on on maybe the top top three. The other way that you could do it is, coming back to your piece around control, is looking at... W- uh, on a on a spectrum of what are the what are the fixes for these? So if you were to fix them, what would it look like? And how many how many of or, or which ones of those are within your control and which ones aren't? Mm-hmm. And then you can you can do kind of a an effort sort of scale as well if you wanted to. So how hard is it going to be to get done, and what's the level of effort involved? And the stuff that's within your control and is easy to do that's your low hanging fruit. You can work on fixing that stuff straight away. Um, and then the stuff that's harder and outside of your control. Where you know maybe there's a, te- a uh, technology solution that you need to put in place or some sort of funding, you might need to go through your prioritization. Depending on how your enterprise is set up, that's the stuff you might might be really worth doing because it might have a whole chunk of interactions associated with it. But it just helps you prioritize where to start. Um, and so once you've understood what your failure demand types are from talking to people, you can then start to go, okay, let's prioritize using this this matrix work through the root causes of them. So, you know, what is it about, you know, having to reset, call and, and, and get your member number, for example. Yeah. What is it about that? How do we fix that? Who do we need to talk to? Whose help do we need? That starts to inform the control piece. Um, and then, you know, assuming you've, let's let's focus on the quick win stuff. You, you know what it is that you need to do. You know whose help you need, maybe within your team. Um, you can set yourself up a, a really simple sort of Kanban board with, you know, what, what are the initiatives that you're working on? Who owns them? Get some cool avatars, stick those on there. Um, and then start working through, you know, what's the stuff that you're, you're working on? Uh, so what's in progress? Um, then, you you know, what's done? Obviously, you're working through it and you're getting it done. Um, so just a really, I'd start there. Just a really simple, simple way of tackling it. I hope the, those at home have, have you know, are vigorously writing away and taking notes from, from what John's <laughs> talked about. Because that is definitely all gold. Yeah. Well, they could just call um, us and we could come out and help. 
yeah, and, yeah. and I think you know that, that that is that is like yeah. you know um, also an important <clears throat> piece like yeah. to get started. Like how how do you get started? And sometimes yeah. you need uh, that outside help to to get started. Yeah, I mean I know for us um, when when we got introduced to this, it would have been very hard if we didn't have you know you know someone come in mm. and for us that was uh, Eduardo Nofuentes. Yeah. Um, founder of the agile 11 to actually come in and, and do work with us yeah um i was a bit of a shameless plug but i think <laughs> i think look that and it's the honest truth like i don't think we could have ever done yeah. any of what we did um, yeah. in our course and w- without that um outside help but yeah. you know yeah. if you can't get that help um you know the notes yeah. that you've just vigorously taken yeah. yeah um that 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 can definitely be a start Look, and that's where that's where the outside help or people who've done this before can help because they help you navigate around the bits where you go well, what do we do now and so you can get things done a lot quicker and you can avoid some of the mistakes. Now, making the mistakes is quite fun because that's I learned from stealing everything that I know off, off of Eduardo. So, that's right. That was so your I, experience. That was my experience. Yes. So, and I'm a, I'm a shameless stealer of ideas and things. And, yes. But I, yeah, but I kind of worked my way through it. But um, yeah, getting started and having having the right mindset, I think, is the, the best one. So if, so if you are getting started, you need, you know, for the leaders out there, your mindset has to be that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fail, you're going to try some stuff, it's not going to work. So as you're reviewing your stuff that you're working on, you want to be reviewing that regularly. So it could be daily, you know, if you've got people working on this and that's all they're doing, maybe daily catch-ups with them and stand-ups is the way to go. But you want to get into some regular cycles of review so you can learn how it's gone, adjust your approach, and then go again. Yeah, I, I, think, the, um, I, think, I think the other thing as well is getting buy-in from the business, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and so, like, the visualization that you were talking about of the work, you know, having that somewhat visible mm. for anyone to see in the call center, like, to get that engagement that yeah. we were talking about, but yeah. also for anyone outside the business yeah. to actually write down, these are the reasons why customers are calling mm. um, and, and bring your stakeholders in, you know, the most important ones that probably um, have a lot of control over some of these, bring them over. A lot of them sometimes is IT. Yeah. We found IT area was really yeah. bought in because they yeah. realized they had a lot of power to help mm. um, with the work that we were doing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, take in there and don't, you know, point fingers and say, this is your fault, go and fix this for us. You know, just tell them the story of what, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, um, I agree. And it's a very, it's a simple story. When yeah. you're ultimately trying to understand why your customer's calling, mm. And not and prevent them from having to call unnecessarily That's because right. they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And um. then everyone wins. I mean, that, the bottom line is that there is the bottom line here. It's just you remove entire types of calls. Yep. You will save money. The organisations that save money are going to do better. And those types of calls are really annoying for people. So they don't want to have to the people in the contact centre. So they're going to be happier. And you're empowering them to fix it. So from an engagement perspective, I don't know your experience, but I've certainly seen engagement improve. Uh, CSAT improved. I think you guys had a huge CSAT improvement in your context. Yep. Yep. So there's tangible bottom line benefits at the end of, of doing this as well. 